Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. I am your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today we have such a fun guest, Sa Di Simone. He is a spiritual guide, meditation teacher, international transformational speaker, best-selling author, and the creator of the Sa Method, who has dedicated his life to helping others to live in alignment and achieve their highest potential. He's pioneering a spiritually sassy, heart-based healing movement rooted in science-backed, tried and true techniques in which joy and authenticity illuminate the path to enlightenment. So juicy. And also, if you don't follow Saw on Instagram, you're going to want to go follow him ASAP for major vibrational up-level sassy dancing and all the tips on how to activate your innate superpowers. Welcome to the show, Saw. Hi, love. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Oh my God. Excited, excited to have you. So we're both going to share what we're both excited about today. I am excited that I can walk and be a human again. So I actually had my appendix out last week, Mm -hmm. like very suddenly. And it was like, I was fine one minute and then I was just in excruciating pain. Anyways, it's just crazy to think that like a week ago I couldn't even walk and now I just feel pretty much totally normal. So excited about that. That's sound. I mean, God, I will be excited about that too. Right? Oh my God. Um, I'm excited that my, now we're talking about, you know, physiological uh, changes and stuff like that. So I'm excited about the fact that my face is healing really well. I have struggled with cystic acne for a very long time. I haven't had it in many years, but on Friday, I went to get these two lasers done on my face and it was so painful, so painful. And so I spent the weekend with my face healing, was really bloody and swollen. But as of today, I'm already seeing massive differences. So it's really cool. Exciting. Was it, is it like IPL? Is that the laser? Um, I don't know the names to be honest. I mean, I do know one of them is called Halo, which oh. is of course that one I'm going to, re- I'm going to remember. I don't know what the other one was, but we did two laser treatments and then we did a PRP mm. um, and yeah. And then I have four more laser sessions until, uh, the texture of my skin radically changes. And PRP is like micro needling, right? PRP is microneedling with, they take out the, your blood and then yeah. they put it in this machine and they spin it around and then they pull out the plasma. I'm probably saying this wrong, but they pull out the plasma, which is this like yellowish uh, liquid. And then after they do the microneedling, they apply that part of your blood back on top of your, on your skin. And then I actually came home that night with a syringe filled with the PRP and I, I applied to my face that night before bed, which is kind of strange. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm going to a PRP consultation for hair growth. So they're like, they do this all on your head. Okay, cool. Wow. That's so I feel interesting. Like it's, did it hurt? I mean, the whole thing was like, it, it hurt, but what we did it was more like the intensity of having these these lasers and the needles in and out of my face. At a, at some level, I did feel, but you know, the more like intense texture of pain, I was under uh, these nerve blocks. I think mm. it's what they're called. Uh, they put it on four different parts of my face, so it was fine. Oh my gosh, I was okay. Yeah, it's a journey, but it's all gonna be worth it in the end. That's right, and ultimately for me, it's like how could I match how I feel inside with how I feel on the outside? Totally. And, and it really, the the thing about it is a lot of people are like, Oh my God, your skin is always glowing. Your skin is fine. What are you doing? I'm like, this isn't for you, boo. This is for me, honey. 
Exactly. My friend, I love the way my friend puts it. She's like, I always like to have a little self-improvement project. Like how can I just like be my best self? And sometimes it's a skin thing. Sometimes it's an, like an education. Like I want to learn something, but like to always have like a little project and like, I don't know, just always wanting to elevate and feel your best. I think that's a good thing. I think so too. Hell yeah. Amen to that. Amen. All right. So we're going to do a chakra shout out. I'm shouting out Luna and Quartz, which is, they make like really beautiful crystal infused products. And I get a lot of questions from people asking about how they can like sage or um, Palo Santo without um, the smoke. Like they don't like the smoke. And so they have a really great um, crystal infused uh, energy clearing space spray and it kind of almost has a bit of like a citrusy vibe to it it has sage in it it has yeah different crystals and it smells delicious so it's called um number nine nyx energy clearing space spray so i'm gonna i'll link you guys um in the show notes as well but def recommend cool who do you want to shout out um, I want to shout out, can I shout out a, 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 a team? A, yeah. A person. I want to shout out my team. Aww. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've just launched the Spiritually Sassy app on Thursday, this last Thursday, and the feedback has been enormous, so delicious, so amazing. And it's been such a long, huge project to create. And my team has just been fucking killing it. Oh my God. I'm so grateful um, for my team. So thank you so much for this opportunity to give them some gratitude. Yay. Okay. Like an app is no joke. Like your team, they are superheroes for coming through okay. on that one. Cause that oh, is yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. It is. Ugh, well, love them. Don't even know them, but I love them. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into our slumber party questions. What is your daily ritual? Daily ritual, like a morning ritual? Morning ritual. Yeah. Okay. So I wake up, I go into child's pose and while I'm still in bed, and I say uh, a set of intentions, um, a set of prayers, and a set of Tibetan Buddhist mantras. And then I remind myself of my mortality. And this one part of the practice I can share openly, which it says, I know that I may die today. And because of that, may I only do the things that matter most to me. And may these things have the greatest impact on as many people as possible. Oh, that really orients your mind. Yeah, that totally orients your mind for your day, for your priorities, for recognizing, you know, our altruistic nature and remembering that the spiritual path is helping us to remember this selfless nature that we have to be in service to others as the path towards complete and utter joy and freedom. Mm -hmm. I do that, and then I go to the bathroom, do my thing, I drink some water, and then it varies, but the 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 trifecta is meditate, run, and dance. Or it's meditate, work out with my trainer, and then dance, depending mm -hmm. on the uh, the day. Sometimes I'll do the trainer, come home, dance, and then sit down to meditate. Um, and I switch up the routine as well in the morning. Or sometimes before I actually sit down to meditate or to, uh, to train or dance or run, I will... Uh, you know, lay in bed and just read for a while, you know, mm -hmm. uh, read an actual like hardcover book. Yeah. It feels so good. Have my phone in airplane mode and just like read for a while. Um, so it depends. That's kind of like the morning uh, ritual part. Yes. And, and then the ritual that I carry on with me throughout the day is just a pause breath and smile. You mm -hmm. know, anytime I, I lose, I lose the orientation to the here and the now. Anytime I get myself, you know, uh, ruminating on the past, you know, overthinking the past or future tripping, catastrophizing the future. And it happens in like, in, in small amounts these days, but when it, when it does happen, I do feel this uh, disembodiment uh, taking place. So then I will just pause, take a deep breath in and I will like visualize a smile in the center of my heart and I will allow that smile to emerge on my lips. So that's a really simple way to continuously reorient the mind to the present moment. And then I try to not multitask at all throughout the day. And I know it sounds kind of like wild to say this out loud in a world that sort of prides itself on multitasking is the way to, to accomplish your dreams. And it's so flawed, so faulty, such a lie. And I say this with an open heart and kind, kind, kind heart. Um, but I try to not multitask. I try to actually 
you know, do one thing at a time and with, with presence and intentionality where you actually turn everything into a ritual, you know, because when you have your attention and your intention uh, merging together and synergistically working for your, you know, towards your dreams, you are in ritual, you are in practice. So mm-hmm. I try to do that, you know, as I'm, as I'm eating the food, I'm taking a bite and I'm saying, may this, you know, um, I actually do a prayer before I eat and then why I'm eating, if my mind starts orienting to the past or the future, or anywhere besides the now, I would just offer an altruistic blessing and I'll say, may each bite of the take of this food, may it be an offering of abundance of delicious organic food to all people who have no food in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so just adding, adding elements like that, adding like ritualistic um, aspects to, to our day to day, you know, washing dishes. Um, you know, turn into a ritual, taking a shower, folding laundry, cleaning your house, whatever it may be that you're doing. If you give your presence to that, which you're doing in the now, uh, massive miracles are taking place inside of you. We're not aware that we are actually like, you know, decolonizing your mind, decluttering your mind, unshackling from the past, releasing words about the future. And we are watering our best qualities of love, compassion, wisdom, and joy. Simultaneously, that's happening each and every single time you give to yourself the opportunity to make love to the present moment. Yes. Creation can only happen in presence. Say it, honey, loud and clear for everybody in the back. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then I close the day with, uh, with a similar set of practices. And the, the last part of the, 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 which is a little bit different than the morning practice, is I just go through the day and I rejoice uh, I re- it's such a Buddhist word. It's not. It's kind of foreign for the American, for the Western ear. Rejoice, uh, being happy for what you've done uh, mm-hmm. throughout the day. All the good things that you've done. You know, all the good thoughts, all the good feelings that you've experienced, all the good words you spoke, all the good things that you've done with your body, speech, and mind. Rejoice on those things. You know, because I think in the West we suffer so much with self-loathing, self-hatred. So it's very important to continuously recognize our benevolent nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, sharing with appreciation and joy, uh, the good things that we've done throughout the day. It's such a powerful way to like have really restful sleep, have really, uh, uh, you know, um, interesting dreams to say the least (laughs) and wake up in the next day, uh, with a smile on your face and curious and excited. Mm, So juicy. I love that so much and rejoice. Like, why am I not using this word? It's so delicious. That's right. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Tattooing it. Um, what is your, I want, I need to know what is your favorite, like high vibe power up dance song of the moment? Good question. Oh, my high vibe. I have to look it up. Give me a second. Cause I just added, um, I add new music to the dance medicine playlist every day. Mm, okay. And if you're not following that playlist on Spotify, go check it out. It's called dance medicine. Um, I mean, I think the last song that I added that I'm really vibing, it's, uh, this is really poppy. It's the Let's, Let's Love, David Guetta um, and um, Sia. Ooh, that would be fun. I don't think I've heard this. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. That one, because it has this really strong, powerful beat. And it starts kind of like soft. It's like you're walking through a crowd and you're about to like, you're walking through like, you know, a hallway and then you enter a rave. That's what it feels like. Yes. I love that. <laughs> then the beat drops. That's, That's the right. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. What is your sun, your moon, and your rising? Sagittarius and double Aquarius. Ooh. Oh, love, love, love. Because I'm an Aquarius with a Sag moon. Oh shit. So we switched things around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was kind of me resisting, you know, my truth at some point, you know, I had gone out to, you know, India, Nepal and studied with these radical saints for a while. And, you know, getting these messages clear, spoken to my face. There weren't like subliminal messages in any shape or form uh, saying, sorry, you're going to teach, you're going to teach. I was like, no, that's not what I want to do. It's not Mm -hmm. like, but little did I know that's like legit my path. And when you look up the, you know, the Sagittarius double Aquarius, it's like you're, there's no escaping, uh, stepping to that role of, 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 of a leadership and making spirituality sexy, playful, fun, uh, and bringing creativity back into the, in, into the spiritual space and uh, really helping people um, to get to know themselves um, mm-hmm. in a really 
playful and delicious and yes. you know making healing artistic and poetic yeah uh, so it's kind of like all written out i was like shit all right i can't avoid it honey <laughs> can't I, I'm on. can't fight my sag fire oh okay amazing so i want to know about your spiritual awakening and at what point you knew that this had to be the life's work that you were putting out into the universe a great question thank you honey so in 2012, the fall of 2012, I, I, was, I was 23. I started this magazine. Uh, it, it, it soon enough became uh, with, with a few friends, with two friends at that point. Uh, it became like an international uh, magazine. It was like full on at a, such a young age to do that. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm living the dream. I think I have it all together. But at that point, I was just like a high performer, you know, struggling with depression, with anxiety, with addiction. And doing my, doing my very best to like let no one in, let no one know that I was crumbling inside, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the fall of 2012, I decided to leave the fashion industry and I was, uh, I was bought out of the company. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a variety of things that happened, but it was quite sad, deep betrayal. But when that happened, it sort of like erupted all the layers of the depression, all the 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 crunchiness of the anxiety and all the impulsivity of the addiction to the surface so much so that I went into a really really deep dark hole for a while um, but then slowly slowly I started to like research about mindfulness meditation yoga uh, plant-based uh, nutrition and just like research all kinds of different things that had to do with like mental health uh, genuine happiness what are these ancient uh, sages and saints from the East had to say about this. So slowly, slowly, I started to like research uh, these, you know, these uh, g- South Indian gurus. And, uh, and then I started plotting my trip to India. And then I um, uh, was like so close to leaving for the South of India. My dad walks into it. I was like, uh, you should go up to the North of India. You should go up to the Himalayas. You should go study uh, Buddhism, you should go study with the, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. And I was like, what the fuck do you know, honey? But then he knew, he knew he was so, it was such an incredible communion with life for him to get this message and gift it to me at the very moment that I was open to receive that message, you know? So mm-hmm. I decided to then change my whole plan and go up to the north of India. And I, I went to attend a silent retreat, uh, like two days after being in India. And mind you, at this point, I had been meditating for like five minutes a day or like, you know, chanting a mantra here and there, like being kind of curious about it, but never fully immersing, embodying myself into the work until I arrived in India. And then within the first, within the first day of the retreat, the teacher just reminded us all of such a, such a delicious truth that I think so often we forget that we are innately good, that we are innately benevolent, that our past does not define who we are. What defines who we are is our relationship to our past. And she reminded us all that we all have innate qualities in our hearts. And these innate qualities are our love, compassion, wisdom, and joy. They're called the Brahma Viharas in Buddhist uh, philosophy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit, this is so good. Like, how come no one's told me this, you know, um, it's for so many years. <laughs> and then, and um, you know, also one thing to know, like a huge part of my, a huge part of my uh, seeking a transformation as well, it came to the pivotal point of me not knowing how to forgive myself for the things I had done while I was in pain or forgiving other people for the things that they have done while they were in pain. Mm. So my inability to forgive was kind of like what, what sort of like was a catalyst for me to uh, uh, take my spiritual awakening, take my spiritual uh, path to the next level. And then the real awakening happened on day seven of my first ever silent retreat. And it was a meditation on death meditating on them on the precious preciousness of human life meditating on on um how everything everyone that we love um and everyone that we don't like will die including ourselves and all of our dreams everything that you know just like the 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 power of of being with death and i had never done that before i i think a lot of us live lives with this kind of idea that we are going to live forever uh and that we can do we can accomplish our dreams tomorrow we can go live out these dreams next year but it's like honey what are you doing you don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow what are you like what's up why you why you're not living out you know exactly and then yeah, so true and so such a necessary piece to the spiritual path. Well, right? I was even thinking when you like at 
first when you said with your daily practice that every morning you say like, I might die today. And part of me is like, but what if you manifest dying? But it's like, you know, why are we living in this world where our biggest fear is death? Like our biggest fear should be being alive and not living. And, and, and precisely like it's, it really should, death should orient your mind to live fully, not around, you know? Uh, so then we did these three days of death meditation and that what was like, oh my God, everything that I had prioritized, all the accumulation of all the accumulation of stuff, all this accumulation of, of stuff to like dictate. I allowed it all to dictate my worth. I was like, oh my God, who the fuck am I? What's the purpose? Like, what's the get? Like, tell me what's the tea, honey? I don't know. I'm lost. And that, that's what sort of like was the catalyst for me to continue on on the journey. And then I made a vow to be determined uh, and disciplined with my spiritual path. Uh, later, this is now we're talking about the fall of 2014. And now I'm doing a 30 day silent retreat in Nepal. And it was during that 30 day that I at the end of the 30 day, we had an opportunity to take these vows, these set of promises to ourselves and to the world. Um, to just be a better human in a variety of different ways with this radical saint. It's kind of like a big honor to receive this blessing and this opportunity to make these, to make these vows with someone that's so fucking, you know, awake. To mm-hmm. say uh, so I did it. And I said, if I take these vows and my life changes after a year, I'll continue. But if I, if I take these vows and my life does not change after a year, fuck this shit. I'm going to go back to being, <laughs> up to being a, a crackhead, you know, figure metaphorically speaking, like, just, you know, uh, I'm just going to go back to being my old self. But no, my life radically changed and radically changed. And then uh, slowly, slowly, I started to uh, share what was uh, how things were, uh, the things that were helping, helping me to be in the place that I'm at, that, I, that, I, that I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And then I just had these, you know, these um, beautiful opportunities to just step into the role and share what I've what I've been, uh, everything that I, had, that I had internalized, not intellectualized, but I had internalized, deeply actualized uh, at the base of my being. And then slowly, slowly, I realized that the most, um, um, that my, my, the next stage of my healing happened in service, that the next stage of my transformation happened when I shared what's worked for me with others. And I realized that joy lived there, an enormous amount of energy lived there, and yeah. a, 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 just a, a continuum of transformation, a continuum of, of radical perspective changes happened in that place where I actualize something, I share it, people get moved, I get moved, and then we continue that cycle of sustainability. Yeah. And so that's what kind of uh, uh, happened. But you know, as I said at the very beginning, it was never my plan to write books and, and, and share in the scale that I'm doing now. It was never the plan. I was literally in it for myself but naturally as you develop your mind you awaken your altruistic nature so then Mm -hmm. service becomes you know the orientation of your life yes and I love that you mentioned that being of service elevates you like I get lots of people who are like they've gone through these you know all these things in their lives but they still don't think they have anything to share with the world I'm like if you got on the other side of that then you have something to share with the world. And by doing that, you're going to elevate yourself to that next level. Cause so many people are like, well, my life's not perfect. Who am I to help other people? But it's like, no, like this is, you know, share what you can share now. And then as you help more people, you're going to keep elevating and expanding and, you know, going, breaking through different glass ceilings of your own transformation. And then you're going to be able to share all that. So um, love that you took Amen. Uh-huh. Um, you also touched on self forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So other than like writing ourselves a forgiveness letter, like what would you say was like maybe a big aha moment or, um, a really powerful tool in helping you finally achieve that self forgiveness for your past? I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Uh, and, and forgiveness was the chapter that the first chapter that that I wrote in my new book, spiritually sassy, uh, it's chapter four, I believe in the book, but it was the first chapter that I wrote because it was such a foundational piece to my work. Um, when we're talking about forgiveness, you know, to just backtrack a little bit, we have to recognize that our mistakes are not an innate part of who we are. You know, they're a reflection on our actions, they're a reflection on our behavior. They're not who we are at the base of our being. So guilt says, I did something wrong. Um, um, I, I, feel, I feel bad. 
um, I did something bad. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no, it's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakragirl at checkout. I feel bad. Shane says, I did something bad. I am bad. So the path of forgiveness for me was this dismantling that narrative that I had done wrong and I had been done wrong therefore these things were like innate to who I am at the base of my being so it was about dismantling that at the beginning and then also as far as as um and accepting what happened and and then choosing to never doing it again you know really like accepting what happened have deep compassion for myself uh that I did the best I could at the time and and then and accept that those people to have caused you tremendous pain also did the best they could at the time and we only cause harm to each other because we're in pain ourselves no one who is completely oriented to the here and the now and fully with their heart opens would ever cause harm to another being ever that's just not possible because you realize how interdependent and interconnected we truly are with all of life um so we are in these like you know um twisted states of mind that's when we do harm that's when harm uh is is done to us um so that's a, a and and when we're talking about self-forgiveness, I just, feel, I just feel like it's important to say this, that yeah. uh, forgiveness is, 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 necess- is, is, a, is a vital piece to the work, right? Because mm-hmm. we're seeking presence and, and, and a huge part of our mind drifting is our, our inability to make peace with the past, you know? And then people say, oh, forgiveness for the weak. I read a hold a grudge and I read it like seek revenge. And it's like, honey, like how sad of a reality is that, you know? Forgiveness is the work of the brave. Forgiveness is the choice to stop the cycle of harm. Forgiveness is the choice to recognize what happened and not put a period, but put a comma and say, and then I did this with my life, you know? Uh, and that is such a such a such a, um, a huge pivot that we all need to honor and and accept and take take our lives to the next level. Stop the cycle of harm. You know that's what forgiveness really allows us to do. Uh, but as far as the forgiveness ritual in the book, I have a variety of practices. Yeah, uh, I want to know all eight steps. So the book is called Spiritually Sassy: Eight Radical Steps to Activate Your Innate Superpowers. Can you give us a rundown of the eight steps? Yes. Okay. Um, that's right. I'll do it. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back to uh, the forgiveness ritual. But just in short, what I would recommend doing it is doing it regularly, like making forgiveness a daily practice until it becomes natural for you until you're and do you want to know if if you're progressing on the, on the spiritual path, see how often you can forgive yourself and forgive other people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that will sort of indicate the, the how the progression of your path. That's what I say. Um, so step uh, chapter one is coming out of the spiritual closet, um, which is, I mean, it's a hilarious chapter because it's me really telling about my story. Mm-hmm. Chapter two is a sassy foundation. So it's like what we're going to do throughout the book. Uh, chapter three, it's the current story of you. 
in, in step one within that, it's know your story to change your story. Mm -hmm. Chapter four is what we we're just talking about. It's the forgiveness boot camp. And it's step number two. And it's learn to forgive yourself and those motherfuckers who have hurt you. <laughs> Love that. So big. <laughs> chapter five, the new story of you. And within chapter five, it's step three. Spray the spiritual bleach on the belief systems that have kept you stuck. Big chapter, massive chapter. And, and in chapter five, I tell a story when I was in this holy cave, um, 45 feet underground in, in the Everest uh, mountain region up, up north in Nepal. And it was a cave that this radical saint had, had spent time on, this, this mystic, many, 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 many hundreds of years ago. Um, and we were able to go into this cave and just, you know, bask on these, on these blessings on that uh, incredible transformative energy that this person had brought to the world, right? Because he lived in this cave. So it still holds that, that energy. Um, so anyways, we go into the bottom of this cave. And in this chapter, I tell that story that like, we're supposed to get to the bottom of the cave and, and offer blessings and chant these mantras. But I said, guys, I'm at the bottom of this cave with this like opportunity to like release things and in, 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 in this extremely potent space. I'm just going to go through all the belief system that I'm still holding on to. And I'm just going to scream them out. And I didn't ask people about it. You know, there was two friends with me and the guide. I didn't even ask anybody about it. I started screaming them out. They're all looking at me like, are you on crap? I was like, just, I need this. <laughs> so I just let them all, I just let all the belief systems um, uh, out. And mm. some of them still surface around here and there, but you know, um, I've been able to, to radically transform them. Um, well, I like how you call it like putting the spiritual bleach on them because it's like, maybe they're not getting completely cleaned out, but we're at least bleaching them out. <laughs> and like, right. getting clear, right. like, they're becoming clear. Like we're, we're getting clear with what they are. That's right. And I think that's a big thing, right? It's just taking inventory of your mind and yeah. inventory of your belief systems. Uh, what are they? And like, and, and not wanting to work on all of them at the same time, but choosing one that it's very poisonous and very inflammatory for you. And just kind of like, actively working on that one for a while mm -hmm. and like we'll find you'll find too like when you work on one it might disintegrate some of the other ones that were tied to it exactly i love that you said that because at the end of the day i always lead with that like work on one because the truth is if you actively work on one you're going to dismantle all of them but it's like yeah. <laughs> um it's so important to just uh you know uh cultivate that single point of concentration you know yeah. towards a specific um belief system that you want to get rid of yeah. uh, and then chapter six is be your own guru and and it's it, within chapter six we're talking about step four which is wake up your inner wisdom chapter seven is awaken your inner sass and that's step number five name your superpower um, oh love that what is your superpower like sass. how do we name our superpower Naturally, sass it's my my superpower is my ability to communicate mm. and with SAS, it's like my, what's, what's landed at for me was being able to communicate these, uh, in, oftentimes can be kind of like uh, complex and far out topics in very relatable, sassy, digestible, funny, playful, sexy ways. And that's become my whole mission. It's like, mm -hmm. um, I want to, I am, uh, not want, I am actually, uh, you know, just showing up in that way where like, what I learn is oftentimes taught to me in very, very complex and sometimes um, very, um, you know, because what I, what I do behind closed doors and the things that I'm studying with my tantric teachers, oftentimes I don't share them to the world because that takes a, that takes a very curious mind. It takes someone who's like actively very, very obedient and deeply devotional to their transformation, right? So I share the things um, and then I find ways to digest what I've learned and make it super. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no 
It's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the real housewives of Salt Lake city. Yes. One of my business partners is one of the real housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV, but I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. We're accessible. And that's what the spiritually sassy message is all about. Love it's that. about, it's about digesting, uh, and, and sharing this, the Vajrayana and, and tantric Buddhist path in a very relatable and fun way. So my superpower is, is sass. We just have to think about um, you know, and in the book, there's a million exercises that help you to get to know what's your superpower, what's your mission, and how do you make it happen? You know what I mean? So fun. Okay. I can't wait to read that one. Yeah. And then chapter eight, we only have a few more, uh, overcome the fear of being amazing. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, big one. Mm-hmm. People are just afraid of their power. I think, we, I think it's such a big thing, right? Yeah. Told, told to, uh, you're too much. Or yeah. you're not enough. And that just kind of like orients someone's life, you know. Yeah. But if, if we recognize that we are the creative directors of our life, um, that we have the ability um, to create our wildest dreams, also simultaneously create our worst nightmares. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Been there. Yeah. So it really comes down to that. It's like, yeah. what kind of life do you want to create? And, mm-hmm. and then always recognizing the preciousness of human life, you know. Let that sort of like give me that fire up your ass, you know, to create. Yes. And then one thing I also, when we're talking about believing you're amazing, one thing I always have to remind people, it's like, honey, we all have a purpose. We all have a mission. Every single person listening to this podcast, you may say, no, you do. Amber Lee does blah, blah, blah. But I don't. But the truth of it is, honey, every single human being has a mission and a purpose here. And when you don't live out your purpose and you don't live out your mission, you're doing yourself and the world a disservice. You live out your dream. Your dream is probably somebody else's missing piece to their healing puzzle. Mm. You know? So we need to recognize that. Like we need to recognize that radically. So I speak to this in, 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 in at length on this chapter in the book. Uh, and then chapter nine is living in your full power. And chapter 10 is uh, the high vision, staying slaying, honey. And then chapter 11, it's a variety of tantric uh, Buddhist mantras, meditations, all kinds of different, like super potent practices to get people to go to the next level. One stop shop. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a, a really wild journey to write this book to say the very least, but I'm just so glad it, it's, it's serving so many people and the publishers are really happy. My agent's really happy. I am so fucking happy. Oh my um, feedback is just kind of really like, oh my God, thank God for all of the support. So good. And I love like the concept, like you've got your, you know, your, your sassy self. And I just feel like just in following you and, you know, and, you know, being really into your content, it's so much about the concept of play So like on the days where you're just feeling blah and like, there's so many things on your plate, you know, obviously like while you are writing this book and have so much going on, like, how do you bring yourself back to play when you've kind of gotten maybe too far down the rabbit hole of busyness? I love this question. It's such a necessary one. Thank you, love. 
Um, it's what I've said a little earlier. It's like the, it's a devotional obedience mm. to become free. Mm -hmm. And people have a hard time with the word obedience, but it's, it's the word devotional comes first for a reason. It's a devotional meaning it's like a sweet, it's a tender, it's a kind uh, obedience to become free. So making time every day, you know, to like connect with someone who makes you laugh, connect with somebody who reminds you of your best qualities, putting on one song that you feel super sexy in. And, and dancing to it, making time every day to sit down and concentrate your mind and to breathe the body in a coherent way. Um, you know, taking time every day to, to do these things. And, and then remember that like a, an indicator of, of, the, of your spiritual progression and evolution is the amount of, it's the, 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 how, how humorous you've become, how playful you've become. You know, I had at the beginning of my path become very serious. You know, I speak to this uh, about it as well. It's like I had become zombie Zen and I had equated spiritual uh, progression and evolution as, as, as talking like this. Hi, my name is Sadie Simone. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm well. Zombies and, and I love that. Yeah, love and light. And it's like never actually like awakening the truth of who I am, you know? And thinking that like playfulness and dance and beauty and sexiness and fashion were all wrong. Never thinking that those things were like uh, directly connected to the, my relationship to them and how, how openly I expressed them in a way that was healing was actually directly connected to the to the depth of my transformation. Uh, I was missing the point. I had missed the point. You know, I had I thought that this forced seriousness, this zombie zen, was equated to spiritual uh, progress, but I was I was deeply wrong. And then I later on realized that the dancer in my underwear, uh, while talking about suicide, was uh, while talking about suicide prevention and suicide stigma while talking about mental health while talking about genuine um, how to cultivate genuine happiness was the path to freedom and and when you set an intention and you cultivate your attention to the present moment and you dance oh my god miracles take place yes. miracles take place so you know long answer to a short question but i think it's important to just make time every day to uh, to cultivate play. And I'm not talking about the play where you go into happy hour to try to be happy, honey. Remember <laughs> that you're not going to find happiness at happy hour. Like <laughs> that's so flawed. Um, but to genuinely like, you know, connect with people who are on similar journeys that you are uh, yeah. and don't gossip, don't complain. Uh, you know, just watch what kind of things you're saying regularly and like invite more play into your vocabulary, you know, truly do your very best effort to connect with people in a genuine way find out their dreams find out what they're excited about find out what you know what's moving them in the direction of their heart you know and and all of this stuff will will, will support you to become more playful and more lighthearted in your practice and in, and in your life in general you know yes so beautiful and so needed oh, okay so we're all getting your book we're all downloading the app you also have like a free community for us that's right yeah so in the spiritually sassy app there's three tiers the spiritually sassy school app there's three tiers tier number one is the free where you have access to the entire community you have access to um you're gonna have access to, to my podcast launching soon you're gonna have access to um a top you know one of the most popular meditations that i have uh, available for free as well and then you have the gold membership which gives you access to everything the free has to offer also my entire backlog of course, meditations, resources, all the sun methods, all of it. You have access to all of it and plus a, um, a masterclass a month and a free meditation a month. And then you have the, the platinum, which is the, for the super devotional, super obedient practitioner, which you have access to everything that's on the gold and the free, of course. And then you have an intimate uh, spiritual group coaching session with me a month. Uh, so these three options and oh, come in as Elna Free and just gauge to see the level of how people could. It's just literally I am smiling ear to ear because it's so beautiful to see people interacting with each other in such a beautiful, genuine way, you know, and really supporting each other. And, you know, if, if you're tired of the zombie Zen style of spiritual uh, practices and you want 
uh, uh, if you're looking for an avant-garde spiritual awakening, uh, this is your home, honey. Come. Yeah. We're, That's we're, the language we all you. speak here. That's what we're all looking for. So everyone, we're going to link everyone to the book, to the app. And I love that you can jump in for free, test it out, and then you're inevitably going to want more and you can just upgrade. So yay. So exciting. Thank you so much for sharing that. So we're going to move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested. So I can go first. So with my appendix coming out, I feel like it was like a spiritual exorcism as well. I was so angry for like a few days after, not about the surgery, not feeling sorry for myself, nothing like that, but it was like everything aggravated me. And I was just like, it was like all of these things that I guess I had maybe kind of bottled up without realizing it um, that just needed to come out but they came out in a very like messy way and like bless my husband for being there for it (laughs) Um, but yeah I mean it and it was interesting because uh, when I looked up like the meaning of like your appendix first off like going crazy and then getting it out it was like when you're when you have appendicitis, it is a, a accumulation of guilt and shame and self hate, and it was those were all things that you know I've done so much work on over the years, and this year especially, I, I felt like I was like okay, amazing, like I'm done, like <laughs> but we're never fully done, right? So I uh, I I was feeling, you know, really good. And all of a sudden I wasn't, and then I had to get it out. But then when you get the appendix removed, it says that that is the end of the cycle. Oh shit. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I was like, okay, I didn't want to think that something that I would have to like get an organ cut out to end this cycle. And like, hopefully that's not the journey for everyone. But I, I, in a way I'm like, okay, well, I will take that. I will take that meaning. And I feel like that after seeing like the after effect of my emotions and how um, expressing them and just like getting them out, I've seen so many positive shifts since then I'm I'm just I feel so different and I can't even describe it like I feel lighter I feel um like I'm connecting more deeply with my husband with my audience like I don't know I just have never felt more like myself since getting this thing out so it's kind of wild oh my god I love it so wild so I mean highly recommend (laughs) appendicitis and appendix I'm like shit should I get mine removed too honey (laughs) (laughs) Get that shit out. Oh, so uh, funny. So my turn? Yes. Tell us about your last meltdown and a last mess. meltdown was uh, a few days ago. I have been connecting with this boy uh, that I really, really like. And I met him at a silent retreat, which I always, you know, going to silent retreat, I'm like, oh shit, I think I'm going to meet my husband here. Uh, it never, it never happens. It hasn't happened uh, because I'm always, I say this kind of playful and then I just get there and I get so immersed in my own, um, in, in the practice and observance of silence and all the, and, and all the things that I never did. But this time, this motherfucker said hi to me. Hey, he that's not silence. a I'm like, yo, you're breaking the silence, bitch. What's the look? But I said, fuck it. I'm breaking the silence too. What's up? So we kept talking and this is eight months of us talking, right? This was, um, of us talking and hanging out and I, I'm going he lives in San Francisco so I'll go up to San Francisco area he'll come here blah 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 and and then this last week I said to him I was like yo I want to not date anybody else I want to put time on you I want to delete the apps I want to just invest time on you and invest time in this and and then he said no he says I can't commit to that and I'm not ready for that. And I think you should still date other people. Don't wait for me. And I felt so fucking heartbroken. It was so difficult. It was so sad. Oh my God. I felt all, I'm still in the residue of it. There's still a psychological residue um, from all of what just happened. Um, so it was really difficult. You know, what I'm doing, what I'm doing right after this is I'm going to uh, write out all the things that worked, all the things that didn't work. And I'm also going to uh, then all the things that worked and, and then switch the things that didn't work into powerful uh, self-affirming statements into who I'm looking for, that they have these qualities. 
uh, and I'm going to dance them into reality right yes. after this. That's my goal. Uh, so that was a really difficult thing, honey, because I have been making a commitment to be extremely vulnerable and truthful with my feelings um, and also taking things slow. And this motherfucker said, no. And I was like, wow. Well, I mean, with you elevating consistently, then sometimes you just shake off some people that aren't at the same elevation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so that was my last little, um, you know, crack baby moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love, love, love. So was there like a manifestation that came out of this? A manifestation came out of this? Um, yeah, the very same day I was launching the app, you know, so it was like, it was like- I the love I need. <laughs> Exactly, like the community outpour of love and say, I'm home. I found my spiritual home. All the things that like, you know, uh, was so loving and so sweet to hear. So that was so epic that it happened both on the same day. Uh, and then also my publisher told my agent that they want me to, to submit another book proposal because they're so happy with how successful this book has been. Uh, oh so God. I was like, oh shit, all in the same week? What the fuck? You know, okay. the heartbreak, the app, the this, it doesn't end. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm open. Let's go. Let's ride. Oh my gosh. The universe has plans for you. That's right. The categories thrive, honey. Yes. Love yeah. it. Oh my gosh. Well, this is so amazing. It has been such a treat to connect with you and for everyone to be able to hear your story and all the amazing things you're up to. Can you tell everyone where we can find you? On IG uh, at Sa Di Simone, S-A-H-D-S-I-M-O-N-E. And the link is there for the Spiritually Sassy School app and all the things. Um, and also go get the book, uh, mm -hmm. Spiritually Sassy, Eight Radical Steps to Activate Your Innate Superpowers. Um, I recommend looking up at your local bookstore first. Yes. And if they don't have it, look up on online if they have it. If they don't have it, uh, or if you are able to go in person, go in person, because we're still in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, thank you, Rona, but it's time for you to go, honey. Yeah. And, that's right. And then, and if you can't find it there, then go to your Barnes & Noble, Target, uh, Amazon. Uh, yeah. I love that. Like, go, like make a ritual of going to buy the book, go get your grab a nice tea, wear your favorite holiday outfit, go to a bookstore and like make an afternoon of it. Love it. Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. We're going to link you guys to everything. Thank you so much for listening. Love you all. And we will catch you next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot the chakra girl glam and grounded membership we would love to help you activate those chakras babe so step into that chic life and join us in the glam and grounded membership love you mean it see you next tuesday thanks for listening